Welcome once again to another episode of Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 654321. Recorded live on Saturday, October 10th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who's going to be asked a question in a second, Dave Plague. How long is this going to be a thing? And the man who does not have any cans in front of him this time, Andy Lowe. Hi. What's your question, Andy? Has anybody made any good gluten-free donuts? No. Okay. That's that's what <laughs> uh, I thought. Well, so, so here's the thing. I don't know because I haven't had all gluten-free donuts. Here's the other thing. It depends what you mean by good. Here's the other thing. It depends what you mean by donut. Well, there are basically what? There are like two types of donuts, right? Cake donuts and yeasted donuts. Yeah. The, the cake donuts and the, yeah. Cake donuts are what you get at a cider mill when you go get, like, apple cider and donuts. As I'm sitting here with drinking apple cider and I had some... And eating donuts. And eating donuts. Yeah, I... I, As soon as you said I'm having, like, cinnamon and sugar donuts, I'm like, oh, you went to a cider mill today. Well, Um, not today. We went on, um... Oh, okay. Wednesday because, um, since, you know, we haven't been vacationing anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, we have a newborn now, so we're not really planning on vacationing anywhere the rest of the year. I had a large number of vacation days to use up. (laughs) Oh, I know that feeling. And so Kate uh, went back to work, quote unquote, on Thursday. Yep. So I've been taking every other Wednesday off for the rest of the year. And that should use up, that should use up my whole backlog. So both of us were out. Do you get to roll over anything? Oh yeah, no, I'm rolling year? I'm rolling over 10 already, but I rolled over 10 last year. So I had 20 days in the bank for this year and I can only yep. roll over 10 of them. So I have to use 10 of them or lose 10 of them. Yeah, I can roll over 8 every every year. Yeah. So um, I get 16, 15 and I think last year I rolled over 8 or like 7 and a half as I like sh- Shoot, that's a lot of uh, vacation. Yeah, you did. Okay, go. Am I, I'm, okay, go. Um, so I, I think I, I know I get to roll over eight, and I think I did roll over like seven or eight. I think I get 15. I'm going online to check right now, actually. Yeah, uh, I was, I'm trying to remember when, how many years I have to be with the company before I get 15. If I click on request, what do I see? What do I see? I, yep, so... <laughs> Uh, vacation balance detail. Yep, I get 1.25 a month. So that sounds like 15. So I get 15 days plus the normal days off that the company takes, which is like four or five a year. Um, I, I came into the year with a bunch and I haven't taken any. So even with my 8.5 days of upcoming planned usage, I still have seven and a half just under the limit. Oh, plus a, a single day flex holiday, which is mm. allowed to be used only on certain days. So like the Friday after Thanksgiving is considered a flex holiday. Yeah, work this year finally decided just to give everybody the day off. Yeah. Because <laughs> most of the time, yeah, everybody <laughs> requested the day off, which I, that was fine for by me. Because then, you know, when Thanksgiving sounds, oh, oh, I got to get back for work the next day. And yeah. plus, nobody's in the building, so yeah. then I'm able to do a lot of the... Uh, You're going to do tons of maintenance that day, aren't you? Well, I, I was, but now it's a day off for me, too. <laughs> so, like, shit, I can't do maintenance on that day. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm actually looking at my upcoming vacation and thinking about if I want to change it. Because right now, I have um, Thanksgiving off, but, like, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. 
So that's probably not really going to be much of a thing this year. Yeah, we're trying to figure out what we want to do for Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. Ooh, I could move that to like the week before Christmas. And then because I already have Christmas to New Year's off. And if I put those other days in there, I could just take off those two weeks and just not work for two weeks. I could play so many games in two weeks, Andy. (laughs) I could start and like actually finish a game. God, when did I when did I start at Midwest? Was that 20, 2014? How do I search for How do I search by date? Oh, here we go. Date. One, we'll say one month. Where the heck is all my new hire paperwork? <laughs> Why are you looking, Andy? Well, I was trying to see when how many more years before I get that next bump in the vacation days. Ah. Uh. But we can probably do do you want to have a guess on how many emails i have in my inbox total yes total when you started working there in 2014 six years december 2013 is when i actually started almost seven years yes um gonna guess about eighty thousand uh forty two thousand two hundred and ninety (laughs) five (laughs) oh yeah my my personal email 129,000. Got 129,000 emails in my Gmail. Mm-hmm. You should really do something about that. Why? 5,287. I'm only using up 20% of my storage space. <laughs> oh, because we have the Google Drive or Google Google One. Yeah, we have the Google One family storage. That's why I have so much space. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, at some point I should probably maybe, maybe go through that. I'm using up 14, no, 41, no, me personally, 14 gigs yeah. of Gmail. I just cleared out 150 email messages from my Gmail with a single, like, search for emails like this. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Oh, speaking of Gmail, I don't think I have this on here, but there's a Gmail Go Now app. What? Did you, did you see that? No. Like an Android app or? Yeah, yeah. An Android app. app I think called, like, I think it's literally called Gmail Go. No, I don't want to search Gmail. Frickin' Chrome, stop that. Fine, I'll go to Google and search Gmail Go. Gmail Go. Yes. This is like Pokemon Go with your inbox. Gmail Go, the Gmail you love, now lighter and just as fast. Enjoy a smart inbox that keeps your messages safe and you organized. Receive notifications when mail arrives, then read and respond both online and offline. Why did Google make a new Gmail app? Uh, these changes preserve memory and make the app easier to run on older or weaker devices. I am not able to install this on any of my devices. Yeah, I, so I guess they made it. <laughs> so, hey, we're going to integrate Google Meet in with Gmail, and then we're going to release an app that has Gmail without Google Meet. <laughs> because, of course we will. Yeah. Ah, uh, because Google is hilariously bad at um, maintaining products shall we say. Which, I actually have that as a topic. Oh, no. Oh, no. What what product do you think it is? Oh, no. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't looked. Would you like to take um, a guess before you look? Um, What Google product? Is Google Duo still a thing? Yes. Is Google Duo something that they're getting rid of? No, this is hardware. Oh, hardware? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the Pixel. No. <laughs> just came out with that. They're still going strong. Um, I just saw a thing about an update to Android Auto, so it's probably not that. That's also not hardware. Um, 
hardware that Google makes. I mean, Google Glass was already killed. Glass V2 was not. Are they killing Glass V2? We, you wouldn't post Glass V2 shit. You wouldn't care enough to post about Glass V2. No, nobody would care enough to, to post about Glass V2. What other Google hardware is there? I mean, there's, there's um, the watches. Are they getting rid of Android watches? That's still not Google, though, right? There's third parties that make that stuff. Yeah, which um, during the, the, the Pixel 5 thing, I guess in some of their press releases, they, they still called it Android Wear and not Wear OS. Oh, no. And it's like, Oops. oh, I'm so glad Google is on top of actually remembering what the name of their own products are. Yeah, well, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, no, I got nothing, man. What is it? Daydream. That was their VR? Mm-hmm. <sighs> That wasn't Google Cardboard. No. It was their standalone, not even standalone, right? You still plugged your phone into it. Yeah, Google Daydream. Wait, it was still going on? Yeah. Can I buy one? Not anymore. It should have been pulled from the store. Okay. All right. So yeah, so Google has shutting... now said that they are not... Um, so they said they are shutting it down a year ago. They were right? going to wind it's... down support. Now it's officially canned. It also warns that the app may not work properly on devices running Android 11. Because it's not supported anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, sh- <laughs> and, and goes out not with a bang, but with a whimper. Mm-hmm. A Google rep said, over time, we noticed some clear limitations constraining smartphone VR from being a viable long-term solution. Yeah, you think? Yeah. So we have, what, Sony's VR headset. You have the Oculus headsets. HTC. HTC's headset. Who, wait, who owns HTC? Didn't someone buy them? Uh, HTC, not HTV. Heat transfer vinyl. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, nope, HTC is still HTC, I think. History. Uh, HTC yeah. sold roughly half of its design and research talent, as well as non-exclusive rights to smartphone-related intellectual property to Google in 2017 for $1.1 billion. Okay, but it is still its own company. They just sold some of their research arm. Yes. Okay, so HTC Vive, Sony has their PS4 VR, PS5 VR. Mm-hmm. Facebook has Oculus. Valve has the Index. That is technically their own hardware, right? Yes, but they were working with HTC on the Vive. Right, on the Vive, not the Index. Mm-hmm. And Google had Daydream, but now doesn't. Yes. So Google has stepped out of the VR game. Uh, meanwhile, Microsoft... <laughs> is just looking at the VR world and laughing their ass off as they sit with their, um, uh, oh God, what's the Microsoft one? Help me out, Andy. I couldn't remember the word Fortnite earlier today. Are you talking about the the connect? No, and the the mixed reality. Oh, um, oh God, oh, come on. That? What is that name? Really? Really? The, the Microsoft, I was going to say Microsoft Glass, but no, that's Google. HoloLens. There you go. Okay, yep, there you go. They're because they're already on HoloLens too. Mm-hmm. And and it is like friggin' amazing. So other things that are ending. Crucible. There's there's more? Crucible is ending. Crucible what is crucible? <laughs> that's that's probably a lot of that's probably a lot of people's questions about that. Do you remember when Tried- Amazon was trying to do a free to play shooter? Amazon tried to do a free to play shoot like a Fortnite clone? I was going to say more like Overwatch. Okay. Not well, really. They, no. They, this this was <laughs> when one was of the this? things. Well, they they announced it years ago when they first announced like um back when did they announce Amazon Games? They announced Breakaway and Crucible were their two big titles. 
Okay, I'll roll with it. Sure, yeah, they announced Crucible. Yeah. What the fuck is Crucible? Well, it launched May this year, um, peaking at around 25,000 concurrent players at launch. Okay. In July, they made the decision to move the game back into closed beta after releasing it out to everybody. And now... You can't really... You can't really do that. You can't say, like, hey, this game isn't actually out anymore. I mean, I guess you can. You can pull it from the market and say, like, no one else can download it. People who have it, congratulations, you're in the closed beta. But, like, that's not really a closed beta. That's a, hey, we need to take another look at this. We're we're sorry, it's going to take a bit. Yeah, the game uh, closed itself to new players, and existing players had to self-organize teams with other players. So there wasn't even... (laughs) There wasn't even matchmaking capabilities, I guess. And but that, yeah, no. So, so yeah, launched in May. Okay. So closed, long story short, closed closed beta in July, and now in October, yeah. shutting down for good. So long story short, it was a game that Amazon made question mark that was poorly managed. Yes. Was it just a bad game, or was it that no one knew about it? How was it released? Like, was it on Steam? Uh, yes, it was on Steam, actually, yeah. God, I didn't, so it was just not advertised. Like, if you want to to publish a game and get it out there, you gotta pay those dues to, like, promote it on Steam. Amazon ends development for Crucible. Yep. Free-to-play multiplayer shooter. Offering full refunds. Good for them. Well, it's Amazon, I feel. They, can, they got the money. Especially right now. They have a lot of money right now. Yep. Free-to-play multiplayer third-person shooter. Ah, third-person shooter. I hate third-person shooters. Oh, so it's more like Quake? No, Quake was first-person. Quake is first-person. Who was third-person? We talking... I mean, isn't Fortnite and... Uh, yeah, Fortnite's third-person. Player unknown Battlegrounds? PUBG? I do, I do believe, yeah, you can do third-person for most stuff, and then you can, you can go to first-person for... Like sniping. Yeah. Crucible received mixed reviews reviews from critics according to the review aggregator metacritic oh mixed reviews it got a 56 on metacritic (laughs) it has a 4.2 user score mostly negative zero positive reviews 14 mixed reviews and three negative reviews from the critics what were the three negative reviews pc gamer gave it a 48 ign gave it a 40 you have to work to get a 40 from ign slow and unsteady ruins the pace that is clever uh i think it was more designed to be like a destiny game oh yeah because like i'm watching a, a clip of it and they're fighting like big mobs instead of each other but here's one where they are fighting each other i don't know oh they're fighting each other and the world that's even better okay um yeah no no okay so google daydream and amazon's crucible anything else going out the window um at&t is still looking to try and sell direct tv <laughs> who in their right mind would buy it at this point they're they they're going through their second rounds of bids and um the New York Post is <laughs> stating that AT&T is pressing ahead with an auction, even though it is shaping up to be a fire sale. Because they bought DirecTV for $49 billion. They're trying to sell it for... Let's see, opening bids from a bunch of buyout firms came in around uh, a valuation at around $15.75 billion. So a loss of $30 billion on the sale. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Granted, they could have been making money that whole time. Although, if they were making money off of it, they probably wouldn't be selling it. Yes. So, at this point, it's not a question of can we make money and profit from the sale. It's a question of how do we stop the bleeding? Yep. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. That sucks. I mean, it could be you know, it's AT&T. It could have happened to a worse group of people, but uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find one. Just in case you're wondering, AT&T's long-term debt right now, $153.4 billion. 153. So this is $30 billion, So, ouch. But this wouldn't add to debt, right? This is removing debt. Yes. So it would remove a fifth of their debt. I wonder if they're just going to try and sell it off piecemeal if this round of bidding doesn't go well. Well, let's see. Uh... When AT&T bought DirecTV, they had, with DirecTV and Uverse and other AT&T TV services, 25.45 million subscribers. Uh, after Q2 2020, AT&T was down to 18.41 million customers. So yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's not going to be making any more money. No. It's it's literally like how do we stop the bleeding? Yeah, and you got to find a group that that's looking at this and saying, I bet we could make some money off of this. Yeah, private and equity firms are looking to melt the shrinking company for cash as Directv subscribers steadily flee to lower price streaming video services like Netflix. Yeah, so they they're really buying it to try and sell it off piecemeal anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Surprising though, Dish Network did not submit a bid. Huh, forgot they're two different groups. I know. Granted. <laughs> I don't think the current Department of Justice would uh, approve. Well, I don't know. Maybe they would. But the current, well, I don't know. Democratic Department <laughs> of Justice definitely wouldn't. Would not. <laughs> Granted, they did let Sirius and XM merge. That's true. Into Sirius XM mm -hmm. satellite radio. I mean, come on. Who are we kidding, Andy? The the Democrats that are getting elected. Which, by the way, go vote. Um, I already did. Good. Like the Democrats that are getting elected are not exactly like the the uh, consumer oriented um, like populists as opposed to the uh, slightly more liberal policies, but still falling under the control of like the economy and and under the control of large companies. You think that just by electing Joe Biden, we're going to all of a sudden be like, yeah, you know, Amazon, you're you're pretty big. And I think that you shouldn't be as big. We are so past the days of of taking a company and shattering it into pieces, I don't know that that can ever happen again, not without a radical change to society. Which is funny because remember when we had talked about how Amazon and uh, Apple and Google and Facebook all went in front of a house committee? Yep. That um, committee released their report this week. Which says... Basically, that there are problems, but they can't do anything about it because all of the problems would require congressional legislation. Yep. And they said Apple's the cut of App Store purchases, 30%, which Epic and Apple are actually going to be going to trial over. Uh, trial still date. Settle out of court. Trial date has been set for May 2021. Yeah, still going to settle out of court. They said the 30% is exorbitantly high. Yep. Uh, Apple works to create high switching costs for users, producing a lock in effect. Um, the House subcommittee alleged Amazon has monopoly power over small online sellers in the U.S. Yep. Yep. <laughs> The report says they're breaking the law. And what are they going to do about it? They literally cannot. Like they said, they, they put they put all the things in the report 
said, we've got problems, but we can't do anything about it because we need laws. Yep. And that's as far as they've gotten. Yep. What are the chances that those laws get passed? Ooh. Well. Spoiler alert. It's really close to zero. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah the Google, Republican they had Party, problems with. They had problems with Facebook. They had problems with everybody, and it's just right. they can't do anything and, about it. And the Republican Party will say, no, we're not going to do anything about that. The market should decide. And the Democrats are going to say, well, we should look into this, and we should take care of it, and then nothing's going to happen. I might be a little bitter about politics right now. <laughs> just a hair. The fact that there was a conspiracy to commit kidnapping and murder? Assassination? Not sure which term would be appropriate of the governor of Michigan. Like, mm-hmm. what? But, you know, liberate Michigan. Yeah, our our news director basically just says, she's like, I just, <laughs> I, I just can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. None of us can. No. This is insane. Andy, we are living in like the dumbest timeline. Somewhere out there in the multiverse, there's an Andy and Dave who can teleport to each other's houses to record the podcast. And they're going like, yeah, no, there's really cool things happening. And like, we got a holodeck generator and it's super cool. And goddamn, man. Goddamn. Okay. Uh, uh, yep. Looks like my ballot has been received by the right. county clerk. But so it cannot be opened until election day. Ten hours. Ten hours and, early. And you won't know whether your ballot has been accepted or rejected until after the election. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some some other slightly better things. Microsoft has uh, made the the decision now that they've been doing work from home for the last you know seven months that certain groups can permanently work from home. Well, that's and can good. Even relocate. Now here's the question, and I'm guessing I know what the answer is. Yep. Is there a pay cut involved if you move outside of a certain area? I don't know. I hope not. Do you think that there is? Hold on. I'm reading your article. I'm reading your article here. Yep. Here, here it is. Anything. Here it is. Here it is. While Microsoft okay. employees will be allowed to move across country for remote work, compensation and benefits will change and vary depending on the company's own geopay scale. Ah, well, I mean, that makes sense, right? The price of, of living in Redmond is very different than the price of living in, say, like, Coeur d'Alene. Yes, but Microsoft was willing to pay you X amount of dollars. Yep. And just because... Just because you move somewhere else, they should still pay you X amount of dollars. Yeah, where was that? There was... Was that two weeks ago or three weeks ago? We had a topic about that. Uh, relocating in salary. It was like three weeks ago. Sorry to bring up old news, but something along the same line. Uh, Stripe. Mm-hmm. Payment processing company. Yeah. Uh, out of San Francisco. Correct. I'm, I'm familiar with them. Okay. I suppose our listeners might not be. Okay. Um, they said that if you're an employee of them who choose to move from San Francisco, New York, or Seattle by the end of the year to someplace else, you will get a one-time $20,000 payment. But the company would also cut their base salary by as much as 10%. Wow. I mean, Which, once again, 20000 is is a lot. 10% is also a lot. And, yeah. and for certain roles at a company like Stripe, 10% would probably be 20000 within a year. Yes. Uh, VMware earlier said, uh, is also adopting that approach. For an example, an employee who moves from the company's Silicon Valley headquarters to Denver must take an 18% pay cut. Holy shit. Well, wait, what, like, what is the cost of living difference between San Francisco and Denver? Probably a lot. 18, 18%? 
I mean, the company's willing to pay you that much, but they are also requiring that you live in a really expensive area. I don't know. I, I kind of see it on both sides. I kind of see that, like, yes, they are willing to pay you that much, but it's really, they're, they're willing to pay you some baseline plus cost of living. And if you break it down like that, that they're willing to pay you some baseline plus cost of living, then where you live should change that second part. Yes, but I have a feeling everybody who's been hired so far has not had their information broken down like that. You you get an you get a, a job offer, you're going to have a, a a salary amount, right? Or an hourly amount. Right. That but that company But I is, think that's just a matter of like HR policy should now be All right, the so here's job okay. Pays this plus cost of living which yes anything moving forward i'll agree to that but my well, question but even going backwards they might not have explicitly been laid it out like that but like that's what it is yes but if they haven't explicitly laid it out yeah then okay cynical question cynical follow-up question please okay yes you take an 18% pay cut. Yeah. Where does that money go? You're doing the same amount of work. Right. Or technically, I think remote working is about 70% efficient compared to in-person. Uh, at least I mean, on, pending. Well, on studies recently during the COVID-19 pandemic have... I'll have to find it, but it's, it's somewhere around like 70 or 77% or something like that. Okay. It's not as efficient. Okay. So yes, I would see maybe getting some pay cut makes sense. But the company had in their budget going to pay you right. the X amount of dollars. Right, gets to keep that money, right? Yes. Where, where is that money going? Where do you think uh, that money is going? Probably into the CEO. But it, or to the shareholders, right? If it's a publicly traded company, that mm-hmm. could go to the shareholders. Or it could go back into investments for newer technology. Uh, um, y'all, you're funny. It could go into paying the cost of, like, having an exchange server so that you can have teams and Outlook and facilitate remote contact. Like, oh shit, all of a sudden we need a video chat solution. Mm-hmm. The money could go to that. But you see where my cynical follow-up question goes is going, okay. Right. You're saying the company could afford to pay you Mm -hmm. X amount. Mm -hmm. And now that you've moved, they should still pay you X amount. Yes. Well, the company could afford to pay you even more than X amount, but they don't. Yes. Like, by that view, the company should never make a profit. It should just go all into the employees. Now, I personally don't have a huge issue with that. That's (laughs) not how companies are set up. That sounds okay to me. That sounds like a really good... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it should be spread out amongst the, the employees. What? Oh, shoot, right. Companies need to have, like, a cash reserve for, you know, when business stops for a couple months. The Paycheck Protection Plan has told me that does not happen. What, that work just stops? Well, no, that companies oh, that, have cash companies reserve. companies have cash on hand? Yeah, well. Outside of, what, like, Apple and their millions of dollars of cash on hand? I mean, there's there's a couple other companies that have had enough cash on hand or just have not had work stop. <laughs> just in case you were wondering, I looked it up. July 30th, 2020, company's third quarter earnings report says Apple has $193.817 billion cash on hand. How much? $193 billion. I'll, heck, I'll round it up. $194 billion. No, let's be generous. Let's just say it's $190 billion. <laughs> At this point, it's just rounding errors that, you know, are millions of dollars. cash on hand. That is accessible 
funds. That's actually so down that, from first quarter where they had over 200 billion on hand. So if like, oh, so like they've spent 7 billion dollars, Andy. Well, they've actually spent a bit more. They went from 207 billion down to 192, 193. Hmm. So they spent 14 billion dollars. Yeah, 15 billion, 14 billion dollars. They could only do that 15 more times. Okay, here we go. Market Watch article. Apple isn't really sitting on $200 billion in cash. Apple's reserves are mostly overseas and in longer-term securities. <laughs> so it's cash, but it's not liquid cash. Yes. It would take them time to, to get to it. But probably not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. If you're Apple, you could go to a bank and say, look, we're trying to free up some money. We need to do this thing. Can you give us a billion? We'll pay it back. <laughs> Nuts. That's an incredible. So like, just write to Tim Cook and be like, look, I know you've got $200 billion <laughs> just kind of sitting around. Can I, can I just have like 300,000? It's, you wouldn't even notice. It would be within a rounding error, mm-hmm. but like I could buy a nice house with the current value oh, in Wisconsin, not, no, not I, in Silicon Valley. I'd need more than 300,000 to buy a nice house in Wisconsin. In Silicon, Madison, at least. Yeah. Silicon Valley is probably just... 300,000 would buy you a cardboard box in an alley. Let's see, there were 955 homes sold in that county last month. Are you going to tell me their average? Giving me percentages? I want dollar values. Dang it. Oh, median price. Here we go. Median price, 1.4 million. Yeah. <laughs> 300,000 would buy you a cardboard box in an alley. Yeah, not even a not even a condo. Condos are 800,000. Right. Yeah. Cardboard box. Alley. I didn't say the word condo in there anywhere. So yes, okay. as soon as as soon as you said, "Oh yeah, Microsoft's going to let you work remotely forever." My my first thought was, "I've seen this before." Yeah. Cost of living adjustment. Yep. Which again, like there's there's the two ways of looking at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. I I get your way of looking at it, but in my head, I just that cynical part of me always goes, "Oh, so you're cutting down expenditures. Expenditures. Where is that access money going to? Right. If it goes your, back you, into your company, that's great. If it goes to pay dividends to your shareholders, it's great for the shareholders. Great for the shareholders and for the company because it's going to raise the value of the company. Um, speaking of other money news, yeah, IBM is going to split into two companies. Oh, <gasps> please tell me one of them is called IB and the other is called like M. They have not announced the new name yet. That's pretty big, Andy. What is what's the what's the split? Like IBM is still at its core a chip manufacturer, right? Um, no, they actually divested semiconductors about five years ago. Oh, what the hell do they do? <laughs> Wait a minute. They do Watson. Well, yes. Okay. So there's going to be two companies. There's going to be IBM and there's going to be what they call Nuco. The new company. Yes. The new company. Is this kind of like a Google situation where they're going to both be owned by the same company or are they totally splitting into two? I think they're totally splitting into two. Basically, IBM is essentially getting rid of shrinking low margin operation, giving the cannibalizing impact of automation and the cloud, masking stronger growth for the rest of the operation. So So this is IBM trying to like cut away dead weight? Yes. IT infrastructure modernization, service delivery excellence, and operational efficiency and cash flow generation. So all of their old, basically their old actual physical hardware. They're going to spin off into its own company, which as soon as they spin it off, it's going to be the number one managed infrastructure service company in the world with (laughs) uh, working with something of 75% of the Fortune 100. Just like that. Poof! There's a new number one. Why? Because the old number one got rid of it. Yep. 
IBM itself then is going to, according to them, tackle technological and platform innovation, digital transformations, uh, cloud platform and AI is what they're doing. Yeah, Watson. Yep. They're going to continue walk, working on Watson and see how they can plug that in. Um, okay. Interesting. The new company is going to have a revenue of nineteen billion. The the just just this cloud AI IBM, yeah, which is steps away from the original IBM, uh, revenue of sixty billion estimated. Right? Yes, like well, IBM stock jumped at the announcement and then has slowly come back down since then. That's an interesting decision. Mm-hmm. It's weird to see that because, oh my God, please, I would love it if it was IBM and MBI. <laughs> that would be, that would make my day. IBM or, uh, I was going to say going, going, you could either go backwards to Hal or t- take another step forward. So what? J- JCN. JCN. Um, getting a little close to JCP. It also would be hilarious if they, you know, went through the whole process and then forgot to actually name the company so it actually goes out as Nuco. Oh, that's just or or not even that that they forgot it, just like they're you know, they're having their brainstorm meeting of like, what should we call it? Like, I don't know. Like we just have this as our placeholder, Nuco. Like, well, nothing we've come up with is better than that. Number one managed infrastructure services company. What the hell does that even mean? Managed infrastructure services. A lot of the basically, you're they're the ones who will keep keep your IT infrastructure, IT contracts. Okay. Basically, is what it is. Okay, it's the Fortune they, 100 way, companies have a lot of the stuff they just contract out to. They they legit could do MBI managed business infrastructure. Dave, what I need you to do. <laughs> Yeah. Register. Sneak into an <laughs> IBM conference room. No, 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 no. What you got to do is register. MBI. MBI. MBI LLC. Make a company named Managed Business Infrastructure. Because, like, just think of the logos, right? If you made the logo similar to the IBM logo, and then when you have the two of them working together, you have, like, a mirror thing between them. IBM, MBI. Mm-hmm. You, especially if you make the B backwards. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's, oh, it's, oh, that's just MBI. Yeah, no, it's... it's that's cool that they're doing it, I, I guess. Like, I'm not, I mean, we were complaining about Amazon being too big. So I'm, I guess I'm glad that IBM is thinking about this and cutting things apart. I just hope that, like, it doesn't result in the loss of jobs, that, like, people can still find employment. Well, like, it, it, it doesn't look like anything's going away. It's just literally they're just taking part of the company. Well, that's... But, but, like, how do you do that efficiently, right? How do you have divisions that just be like, hey, you used to be one thing and now you're two things? I don't know. All of Google's under one thing and they still can't get their own name straight <laughs> um gamestop announced a new partnership with playstation microsoft oh oh that would actually work wouldn't it well that depends on what you mean by work and also what you mean by partnership yeah okay yeah what's, what the, what's the part microsoft because <laughs> uh, when you hear gamestop partnered with microsoft you're like wait so what like xboxes are only available in gamestop like that sounds like a really bad idea for microsoft yeah that would be an awful idea for microsoft um gamestop will be using microsoft products as a company which leads me to wonder what the fuck were they using to begin with Probably some internal POS system. By POS, yeah. I mean point of sale. And also... Yeah, well, both. Piece <laughs> yeah, of shit. Both. Game GameStop. Yeah. Um, but, like, 
So now all of the sales associates will have a Microsoft Surface. I don't know what they're planning on doing with a Microsoft Surface for every sales associate. Like, are you going to turn it around so it faces the customer and be like, look, here's a demo of the game that you're looking at buying. Isn't it cool? Uh, that would use... be actually kind of neat to try that. Actually, like have a have an em- have an emulator in the building. Yeah. You just take the game up to it and you just scan the barcode. Yeah. And it boots up the emulator and you actually get to try and play the game. And how do you limit how long people play it? You play it for 30 minutes in the store. Okay, so now you've got a line of people in the store waiting to play this thing, each of them spending 30 minutes playing a game. And hey, my 30 minutes are up and oop, I just scanned another game. Well, yes, but then that also you, keeps you've the turned people- GameStop into a like daycare. Now, granted, GameStop is already a daycare. Yeah, but like I, I understand what you're saying from a consumer perspective. It's a bad idea. It keeps people in the store. Foot traffic. Which does what for GameStop? I don't know. Maybe they buy something else while they're standing around. What? I don't know. Didn't they buy like Hot Topic or something? Nope. Did they buy Think Geek? Think Geek. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. But like, so what? Just because you're standing around in the store, you're like, oh man, that's a cool little toy. I'll buy that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. No, 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 no. Dave, do you ever impulse shop? A lot. (laughs) Unfortunately. Speaking of which, what's on Met today? <laughs> headphones? USB-C headphones? Ooh. Okay, so my problem with these headphones yeah. is the fact that sometimes I'm on the phone with tech support yeah. for hours. Okay. So I would like to have headphones that last for hours, i.e. not Bluetooth. Right. I mean, I, I will point out my Bluetooth headphones last for like nine hours. Oh, mine mine Easily. do not. Granted. Easily nine hours. My, mine are not the best. I bought the Sony X900 noise canceling Bluetooth headphones. They have a very long battery life. They're okay. also not earbuds. They are headphones. But yeah, no, I'd like to have, you know, Bluetooth headphones, but then also be able to charge my phone at the same time. Hmm. Because yeah. you couldn't charge your phone with these. Except no, you can, because your phone does wireless charging. I could, couldn't I? Yeah. The question is, would wireless charging keep up with phone usage? With phone usage? Probably. Yeah, Andy. It's going to keep up with phone usage. A call? I'll experiment. I'll let you know. Okay. I've got I've got plenty of wireless charges around everywhere. Yeah, well, there's there's a USB-C headphone on Mac.com for the next, you know, hour. Um, okay, let's see. So yeah, Epic and Apple are actually going to go to trial next year. Um, oh, Starlink. Starlink yeah. is actually in use in the wild. I mean, we've known that, but right? No, they did they did betas. They uh, they've actually been two things in uh, Washington, the state of Washington. Yes, the state of Washington. They first gave internet access to Washington State Emergency Management Department. Cool. And then they also then um, gave internet access to the Ho Tribe H O H out in Washington. Cool. And um, the tribe is like, this is just, it's freaking night and day. I, I assume they had trouble getting any other provider out there. Yeah. Out of nowhere, SpaceX came up and just catapulted us into the 21st century. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, they did just launch another set, another set of satellites, right? Mm-hmm. SpaceX, Starlink. Do you offer service here yet, Starlink? They just said that this last round is enough to actually start doing a public beta. Woo! So. So, let's see. Spectrum. (laughs) 
How much am I paying Spectrum? Like seventy bucks a month. That could be something. That could be kind of nice. The um, yeah, but also the, so the speaking of the uh, director of the Washington Emergency Responders mm-hmm. said it takes five to ten minutes to set up and connect a Starlink terminal. And he saw latency speeds consisting consistently below 30 milliseconds. That's really good. Yeah. Like that's that's really good <clears throat> for Especially a satellite you, connection. Yeah. <laughs> and if something that, you know, we need to you need to take out to literally the wild and set up five yeah. to ten minutes, boom, you're on yeah. the Internet. Because this is for like emergency responders in the forests. Yes. Like the fire watchers, right? Yeah. He said, I had never set up any tactical satellite equipment that has been this quick to set up and anywhere near as reliable. Because they've had sat phones for a while. Yes. But like, yeah, this is this is pretty big. Okay. So yeah, so props to um, SpaceX, especially since they're... Um, Granted, these guys are basically beta testing at Forum, yep. but they are giving out the Starlink user terminals and now for free, unlimited internet service for the time being. At the end of life, the satellites will utilize their onboard propulsion system to deorbit over the course of a few months. In the unlikely event the propulsion system becomes inoperable, the satellites will burn up in the atmosphere within one to five years, significantly less than the hundreds or thousands of years required by higher altitudes. Uh, Also, speaking of SpaceX, though, they are delaying Crew-1 until November. Which one's Crew-1? That's their next manned? Yes. Okay. Have they given a reason for the delay? Uh, The delay to allow time to resolve issues with the first stage engine gas generators on the Falcon 9 rocket. Huh. My guess is, because we had this this last thing of Starlink was all, it it kept on getting delayed over and over and over again. Yeah. So they're, they're delaying it a little bit more, rightly so. You don't want to screw that up. No, no, you don't want to screw that up. That's pretty cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. There's there's a topic that's hanging out here that I feel like we like I, we need to talk about this. Okay. Sexy onions. <laughs> yes. Um. Facebook's algorithm. Yeah. Flagged a seed company's post about onions because the products uh, had overtly sexualized positioning. They were saying that you are not allowed to position products or services in a sexually suggestive manner. Was this flagged by a human or a computer? This was flagged by, I do believe, a computer. So it probably was just like the image recognition system saying like, hey, there are boobs here. Yeah, Facebook's Facebook Canada's head of communications, because this happened up in Canada, um, said we use automated technology to keep nudity off our apps, but sometimes it doesn't know a walla walla onion from, uh, well, you know, <laughs> from breasts. Can I we just so. say the word? It's not a dirty word. At least I assume it's. Bre- I haven't even looked at the picture to know what it could <laughs> even be. I'm just thinking like it's an onion, sexually positioned. I. According to the owner, we've now sold more in the last three days than in the last five years. <laughs> Adding that they are now also listed under Sexy Onions on the company website. Nice. Very nice. So yeah, sometimes the algorithm gets it wrong. <laughs> and you somehow end up with Sexy Onions. Sexy friggin' onions, man. Yes. Sexy onions. Um, I guess on the... T- t- male chastity gadget hacked. Yes. So there's a... There's a Chastity, I wouldn't call it a belt. Device. A chastity sheath. Chastity, it's a chastity device, okay. Yes. Sheath. Sheath, I I do believe is what they're calling it, Um, which could be locked and unlocked via Bluetooth. Okay. So my idea is kind of like a DOM sub thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A a key holder and chaste person, chastity person, sure. Okay, so Bluetooth enabled. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you could do this. Now, if it's Bluetooth enabled, like, 
is the phone that you need to unlock it, does that need to be close or so? Okay. Hang on. I'm looking from the cage wirelessly connects to a smartphone via a Bluetooth signal, which is used to trigger the device's lock and clamp mechanism, but it's not the, the, smartphone that's sending the signal to lock or unlock it. The point of this is that you can lock or unlock it over the internet. Yes. But the cage has to be paired to the phone yes. in order to do so. Yeah, the software relies on sending commands to a computer server used by the manufacturer. Security researchers said they discovered a way to fool the server into disclosing the registered name of each device owner among other personal details as well as the coordinates of every location from where the app had been used. Well, that sucks. In addition, they could reveal a unique code that had been assigned to each device. That really sucks. These could be used to make the server ignore app requests to unlock any of the identified chastity sheaths, leaving the wearers locked in. Uh, all right. No kink shaming, right? Like yeah, there yeah. are people who this is their, their mm-hmm. choice. This is their, their play. Probably not what you expect when you, when you go into this sort of thing. Uh, oops. Now, there are reports and no evidence has been shown that actually uh, sh- that people have done this. <laughs> yes, right? this was a, a security firm found this hole. The pen test partners. <laughs> penetration <laughs> test partners. Really? It's the penetration testing is, is the security terminology. And I think there's a deep irony that it, a penetration tester looked at a chastity device. Um, I'm still confused of, about where the signal comes from. Like the cage wirelessly connects to the phone. The phone triggers the lock and clamp mechanism by sending commands to a server. But then the server sends it back to the phone or straight back to the device. No, no, no. So it's... Which means is the device internet enabled? No, 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 no. The device only has Bluetooth. Bluetooth pairs with your phone, just like a headset. Okay. Weirdest headset ever, but anyway. Yeah, it's um, a headset. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a badumch, but I need one. I even like did a like a, a, a thing with the symbol, and but you can't see it. No. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, and so the central server, the uh, Bluetooth connects to the phone. Phone has yeah. an app on it. Yeah. App connects to central server. Oh, okay. Because it's because because you want it to be identified. You want to basically check is this person authorized to unlock it? Yes. So other person right? also has app was given probably security unique code for device and could unlock it from their app on their cell phone wherever they are at. Well, so that's that's the that's my question. That's what's not clear about this is whether or not um, it does work from like a different device that is not local. Well, it probably also lurks from the local device, but they're saying that the the unique codes could be used to make the server ignore all app requests to unlock said device. So they basically DDoS the unlock request. I, I don't think it's a DDoS, but it is uh, it, it is preventing them from unlocking it. Oh. And the, the fun fact is also that there is no manual override available. I mean, it would kind of defeat the purpose of the chastity device if there was. Yeah. Right. The, the point of this is you can't take it off without the key. Now, should there be a physical key on this? Probably. It looks like there is a, a workaround. <laughs> Where you have to where cut it open and manually operate a motor. You you pry open a control panel and and press a battery to two wires to short circuit and power a motor. Okay. Well, that's that's a thing. Yep. Just because we have the technology. <laughs> what what's the line from Jurassic Park? Your scientists were so concerned with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to ask whether or not they should. That's where I'm going with this one. I mean, 
it beats mailing keys. That's true. Right? Like, that's the alternative. If you're, if you are doing chastity as a, a form of sexual play and your key holder lives in like another state, you're going to be mailing the keys back in the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> this, this would allow a much more streamlined approach. As long as it works. They're at the very bottom there, they talk about, um, one online reviewer who apparently had to, who, uh, to have, uh, gotten locked in due to an unrelated bug posted that he had been left with a bad scar that took nearly a month to recover. Ooh. Yep. That's nothing like having a bug issue <laughs> on your yep. chastity sheath. Yep. Cage. I think they're cages. It's called the cellmate chastity cage. Oh, cages. All right. There you go. All right. Cage, toy, device, or sheath. I guess any of those would work. Okay. How are we doing on time, Andy? Oh, we're 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 over time right now. So okay. one one more topic, and then we'll do a review. <laughs> okay, um, because this is the most 2020 topic I've seen all week. It's 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. Scientists are baffled by orcas ramming sailing boats near Spain and Portugal in coordinated attacks. <laughs> Orcas have been harassing yachts and damaging vessels, injuring the crews. They are attacking the rudders of ships. And they are like, not just like, oh, I accidentally grazed it. They are charging the ships. July 29th, off of Cape Trafalgar, uh, a 46-foot delivery boat was surrounded by nine orcas. Oh, my god! They rammed the hull for an hour, spinning the boat 180 degrees and disabling the engine and breaking the rudder. They communicated with loud whistling. The crew had to shout at each other because the orcas were so loud. Orcas are fighting back. Okay. Is that not the most 2020 article you could, like... (laughs) Who had killer orcas for September or October? Going from murder hornets to murderous porpoises. All right, random review? Yes, it is your review. I have wanted to review this for like three or four weeks, but I I hadn't gotten far enough into it to consider it a valid review. Not that that stopped me before, but I let it stop me this time. Uh, I want to review Pathfinder Kingmaker, the computer RPG. The computer RPG based off of the tabletop RPG. Yes, based off of the Kingmaker Adventure Path for uh, Pathfinder tabletop RPG. So is this sort of like Fallout? For slash Diablo. Uh, I mean, in, in that old style of like CRPG, isometric platform, not platform, just isometric, um, kind of like the Baldur's Gate style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was like. There's one other one that I was going to say that looks like Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah uh, Baldur's Gate, uh, Tides of Numenaria or whatever it is. Um, not so much Diablo. Diablo is an action RPG. Okay. This is not quite so uh, action-y. It's, it's not like, oh man, I kill a thing and it explodes in loot. Um, but it is a, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those like old fallout style Baldur's Gate style games. Um, I actually backed this on Kickstarter years ago and it came out years ago and I tried it and I got about 15 minutes in and I died and I'm like, well, shit, what did I do wrong? And I tried again and I got like 35 minutes into it and I died and I tried one more time and I got like 40 minutes into it and I died and I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm done. And I stepped away from it. Years later, fast forward, uh, the company that made it said, hey, we're making another one. Oh, this time we are making a slight change. Now, the Pathfinder rule system, Andy, as I'm sure you're aware, is based off of the D&D third edition rule system. Mm -hmm. It is, in fact, based on the same D20 open gaming license system. And 
That is turn-based combat, right? Yeah. You have initiative, and each player rolls their initiative, and each player takes their turn, and you get, like, your your actions. You get a standard action and a move action. When they turned the game into a computer game, they made it real-time. Okay. Now, this may explain why I died so quickly, and just I, I'm used to playing Pathfinder as Pathfinder, and the rule system was designed for turn-based combat, not real-time. So I wasn't really able to handle the real-time combat. That was my biggest gripe with the game. They added turn-based combat. And as they were doing that development for their new one, the Wrath of the Righteous CRPG, they added that back into Kingmaker. So the Kingmaker CRPG now has turn-based combat. And I'm like, okay, let me give this another try. And I'm like a hundred hours in. Uh, it's good. With the, with the change to turn-based combat and adding the initiative, order uh it's a lot of fun and i'm really enjoying it it's got a good story it's got good voice acting um it is kingmaker like the the tabletop if you have played the tabletop adventure path of kingmaker you kind of know what you're getting into i say kind of because it's uh the same basic story but a lot of the story beats are different and this part i say not from experience because i never played the kingmaker tabletop rpg um i've played plenty of pathfinder but i never went and did kingmaker so i've i've kind of been going through this from a blind side of like what's the story like and it's it's fun. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, it's a great way to play Pathfinder. And if it's a great way to play Pathfinder as a rules system. If you want to play Pathfinder to, like, you know, role play, this isn't so good at that. You get a lot of choices, right? There's, there's like, your typical computer RPG, like... They say this, how do you respond? And it's all within the Pathfinder slash D&D alignment system, chaotic, neutral, neutral, good, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so you can shape your character that way. You get to be, like, it has the Pathfinder rule system built in. You can be one of any of the core classes or even some of the non-core classes. Uh, they have a bunch of archetypes for you to be. And it's moddable. So people have added a bunch of other Pathfinder content, which I'm really excited to go back and and like restart the game and try with that new content. Um, I would not play it if it didn't have turn-based. Like that was that was a game changer for me. Literally, it changed the game um, and is way better now. I'm super excited for Wrath of the Righteous. I did not back that because I hadn't played Kingmaker because I didn't realize that they were doing turn-based. Um, but now that I've I've gotten this far, I'm definitely going to pick up Wrath of the Righteous which I have played through, actually. That was the first adventure path that I ever played. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, it's it's a good game. I highly recommend it. Okay. I'm just reading reviews on it right now. Yeah. What do they say on Steam? Mostly positive. Mostly positive. Yeah. Sounds good. Most people are like, you look, you know, this RP is great. A lot of people are saying this is massively complex. I mean, so is Pathfinder. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's uh, I'm thinking like the people who didn't realize what this was. You're like, there's so many rules. I'm like, yes. I yeah. You know what? That's that's worth pointing out. They did not make it easy to get into. It is Pathfinder, and like, if you if you know Pathfinder, you will find this system very familiar. Yeah. 
you know what an AC is, you know what a BAB is, you know what uh, it means to make a combat maneuver, you know um, about detecting magic and identifying magic items, you know about uh, the different skills and what they can be used for. Like, why when I try to move away from this guy does he seem to always get a free hit on me? That seems weird. How come when I have two people next to an opponent, they're dealing more damage or they're they're more uh, likely to hit? Like, you, you already know about flanking, you already know about... Uh, uh, positioning in combat and attacks of opportunity. If you don't know that, this game is going to be rough because they do not go out of their way to explain Pathfinder. So yeah, so <laughs> it makes it, these reviews make sense. Like yeah, if you understand it, it's great. If you don't understand it, people are like, this is not fun. Yeah. So okay. So I, I amend my statement. If you're familiar with Pathfinder, I highly recommend this game. Yes. Okay. If so you don't it, know what strength, dex, con, int, wisdom, and charisma are, you're in trouble. You did not roll high enough on your wisdom. Int. If you don't know what they are, I thought int was more of just... Int is knowledge. Int is knowledge. Wisdom is yeah. common sense. Application of knowledge. Yeah, okay. So uh, if you want the, the tomato example, strength is how many tomatoes you can carry. Dexterity is how good you are at dodging tomatoes and throwing tomatoes. Constitution is uh, whether or not you can eat a rotten tomato and be okay. Intelligence is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put tomato in a fruit salad. <laughs> Charisma is convincing someone to eat a fruit salad with tomato. Okay. All right, let's hit Wisdom the, uh, is for things like seeing stuff and sense motive is a wisdom-based skill. Healing, okay. so like medicine is a wisdom-based skill. Knowledges are all int. Okay, that was one of my... Th- I knew one was knowledge, one was common sense, and I just couldn't... Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a long while. Yeah. All right, what do we got? Random topic. Rolled ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. Have you ever ate spam? No, not yes. knowingly. I, I have, actually. Yeah. I, I amend mine to not knowingly. I've never knowingly eaten spam. I remember um, at one point, um, I think Eric and I were curious about it, so we put spam on the shopping list and mom bought it for us, and so we I think we put spam in some mac and cheese. Just like straight from the can? No, no, no. We, you, you, okay. fried it, you fried it up a little bit. Okay. You know, we cut we cut it into diced spam and basically, you know, fried it up and then put that yeah. in with some mac and cheese. How was it? Wasn't bad. It was. It was a little. It was a little salty. Yeah, it's salted meat. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've tried spam. I have not tried all the different varieties of spam. But you know, it's one of those things. It's like let's try it out one time. Let's see how it goes. Okay. Would you eat it again? No. Let me t- step that back. Would you put it on a shopping list again? You know, we haven't really had. I'm just trying to think of like we don't really, we don't really do pork and ham all that much here, right? Except um, what do we do? We do uh, andouille sausage actually right now. That's our uh, that's our sausage of choice. Are you checking whether or not there's spam in it? Well, I know I'm just seeing and making sure there that there isn't. No, they have, that's pork. Okay, andouille sausage made using pork, originating in France, really, hmm. with a name like andouille. Well, I we originally heard about it actually from um, red beans and rice recipes. So it's it's big in it's big in Creole cooking. Creole, sure, Creole, okay. Creole cooking. Yeah, you know, with your holy trinity and all that. 
Yeah. Um, so I thought it was, you know, yes, I see the, the French undertones, but I thought it was kind of, you know, new world ah. French and not okay. old world French. Okay. But yes, that's, that's our pork. Our pork of the moment right now is the, the andouille sausage. Okay. You, you have not yet answered the question, Andy. You went on the side of like, well, where do we get our pork from now? Would you put spam on the shopping list? Right now? No, because we, everybody in the house enjoys andouille sausage at the moment. So it'd be kind of silly to put spam on the shopping list because then it would just sit in our pantry for who knows how long because we can still purchase andouille sausage. If you couldn't get andouille sausage... It'd be curious to see what Kate and Isaac would think of if I just dice up a bunch of spam and cook that rather than dicing up the sausage. Okay, good to know. It'd be be curious to see. So... Okay. Are you not going to ever try? I, I don't see a reason to. Like, I don't see a reason to buy it. It's so heavily processed. And there are so many, like, not food things in it. Like, I don't know that I will. No. All right. All right. I think that's it. Yep, that's uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.